0: welcome to another week of shows hope everybody had a great weekend we're back it's monday morning studio morning uh why don't we start with sean in florida who is sitting here on the phone lines love that he called us so early sean what's going on with you
1: morning bobby morning studio morning. morning hey bobby i read your book uh, or your second book uh fight grind repeat absolutely amazing i didn't realize i read them out of order but it just inspired me just to continue grinding i'm um, uh Working on my uh, bachelor's degree currently, and I'm taking summer classes. And it's just been a fight, grind, and it's got to repeat because the second class starts on Monday. Hey, if you
0: want it, you got to work for it for sure. And I love that that book. It's called "Fail Until You Don't, Fight, Grind, Repeat." I love that. You know that is somewhat focused you a little more. I mean, that was the goal. That's the goal with me. I'm always trying to refocus myself. So I I, I appreciate you calling, and good luck, man. Wait, are you a non-traditional student? Are you a little older, going back to school? Yeah, I'm non-traditional. Love it. It's even, I mean, that's even harder. You you have created an, a life for you, and you have to kind of set that aside to go back to school. Like, everything you're comfortable with, you have to push it to the side to better yourself. I love that, man. Thank you for the call. That's, that's fantastic.
1: I appreciate it. And then also, I want to congratulate Eddie on his walk. That's outstanding. What?
0: what Lunchbox?
2: We're over that. We've moved on. Oh <laughs> I mean, sort of like you moved on. You got, went back to college. We've moved on from that. We don't talk about it anymore. Hey, but thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: thank you.
0: All right, Sean. I was reading a story, too, where. People are are now going. Well, you know, everybody now is like, don't work too hard, get a good balance. That's a that's a whole thing, and I agree it is. But you can't be upset when you're not doing great things if you're not putting in a great amount of work. If you want work life balance and you're balance, if your goal is balance, have great work life balance. I'm a yeah. big, but I'm a big believer in if you really want something, sometimes you can't be balanced to go and get it. You have to be imbalanced to have something that's great. You have to be a bit psychotic to go and change your life and and get something that isn't easy to get a new study found that if your work-life balance is too good you won't be doing your job very well on a five point scale the ideal balance is 3.5 in other words your work-life balance should be just okay but i see people like you know what you would really need to balance it out and you can still be great at what you do you know you can be good at what you do and you can also be good at balance if that's important to you but you're not going to get ahead in your career if that's your main goal if you're going you know what i'm gonna cut out at three today you know what I need to take the weekend off for sure. Mm. And when I read people going, I I saw Elon Musk going, hey, when you're in the 20s, you should work on weekends. People are like, you're creating this bad. No one's making you work on weekends. But if you decide that's what you want, then you should work every chance you get.
3: Well, yeah. And well, isn't success relative? Yes, absolutely. If your
0: success mm -hmm. is balanced, go be balanced.
3: Right. So, yeah, you just have to know what you are chasing after and you're doing it for yourself and not for anybody Tired else. Tired of whiners. So you don't <laughs> have to listen to someone saying that you have to just hustle like crazy if that's not what you feel like you
0: need to do. Right, but you can't not hustle like crazy and still get the rewards of someone that hustles like crazy. That's my point. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's not a thing. Hey, America, it's not a thing for you to, like, sit on your butt and then have great things happen to you, and then, and then, but then you're going to whine, why didn't I get this? Because you didn't go get psychotic and go work for it. All right. Anyway, as you can see, I'm fired up about that. (laughs) Just wild to be like lazy people, man. Don't get me started on lazy people. And if your job, if your goal is to be lazy, good for you. You did it. But
3: be having finding value. But you can't be lazy lazy. and act like
0: you're a hard worker. You can't. It's just not a thing. I'm fired up. This is gonna be a fantastic (laughs) show.
3: It's the
4: Good News Countdown, counting down the biggest good news stories across
1: the land.
0: Let's go. This will make you feel good. Number five. A bulletproof vest may have saved the life of a cop in Idaho, but not in the way you're thinking. A few months ago, Officer Aaron Bustos told her doctor that her right boob always hurt when she wore the vest, and she didn't know why. Turns out she had a tumor, and luckily they caught it before it spread. But the vest was fitted tight on her. Here is Officer Bustos talking about her diagnosis when she complained of that pain in her right breast.
3: I mean, wearing a vest isn't comfortable in general. We all know that, but it was a different type of uncomfortableness. It was stage
2: two breast cancer. Not blessed to be put in this situation, but if I can do something positive with it, why why wouldn't I?
0: And we talk about the story, and we encourage you to check yourself even.
3: Yes, you self-exams, or if you're 40 and above, and you can, or you have access to mammograms, that's something they recommend doing. Number
0: four. A toddler wandered out of his parents' house in the middle of the night and was missing for two days. Two oh. days. What? Two, not two hours. Two, two days? days. Oh my goodness. But then a reporter was on his way to cover the story, heard some noises coming from the bottom of a ravine, and found the kid. Oh my gosh. The kid's gonna be fine. Wow. Todd, ah. Toddler, did not say, say how old exactly? Oh my gosh. Wowzer. Number three. If you haven't heard about this guy, he's awesome. 22 year old Daniel Marshall has autism. He works the drive thru at McDonald's in Arden Hills, Minnesota. Everybody loves him because he sings. Here's a clip of Daniel working the drive thru. <laughs>
4: this guy is great. Thank you so much for choosing Arden Hills McDonald's. My name is Daniel. How are you today?
0: He's actually a pretty good singer, too. he
4: is.
1: (laughs) Number
0: two. There's an eight-year-old in Massachusetts named Danny Sheehan who's been fighting brain cancer. He loves the Aquaman movies. So last year, he got a FaceTime call from Jason Momoa. And last week, the town unveiled a new mural with both of them on it. Huge wall. Both of them dressed as Aquaman together. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Here we go. Let's go number one. Number one. A four-year-old girl in Indiana recently collapsed during a game of tag. And her dad saved her life with CPR, even though he'd never been trained to do it. He remembered the scene from The Office where they do CPR on the dummy to staying Alive from the Bee Gees. Wow. So hilarious. Here's a clip from The Office.
3: Well, a good trick is to pump to the tune of "Staying Alive by the Bee Gees.
1: Do you know that song? Yes, yes, I do. I love that song. First I was afraid, I was petrified.
3: <laughs> no, it's ah, uh, ah, uh, ah,
5: uh, ah, uh, staying alive. Ah, okay. uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, staying alive, Staying
0: alive. <laughs> Such a great episode. <laughs> and then also, yeah, remember that and did it. See, the office does save people's <laughs> lives in many ways. <laughs> All right, there you go. That was the Good News Countdown. Hope you guys are good. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the
2: air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag.
0: Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. About two months ago, I, as the maid of honor planned a bachelorette trip to Charleston, South Carolina. I was in charge of planning, booking, and fronting payments for the trip. One girl politely asked if she could wait until after the trip to pay me since she was tied on funds. I, I gladly agreed. The bachelorette party comes and goes. We all had a great time. Two weeks pass from the trip, and the bride suddenly has to make some unexpected cuts from her wedding guest list due to COVID restrictions in Virginia. Unfortunately, the girl who still owes the money for the trip got cut. Oh. Huh. Let's just say she did not take it well at all. She unfollowed not only the bride, but me as well. Two months later, she still owes me money for the trip to Charleston. Dang. I've texted and reached out to her multiple times for an update on when she might be able to pay me. I have not gotten a response. I'm asking for advice on how I should proceed further. Thank you for taking the time to help me out. Signed, disheartened maid of honor. That's awful. It's awful, and I got news for you. You ain't getting your money.
3: Yeah, I would just let it go.
0: It's going to be hard to just let it go, but you can keep going, but you ain't going to get your money. What are you going to do? Take her to Judge Judy? I mean, really, the, no. it's not a real... You could, but you're going to spend more <laughs> doing that than you are getting back.
3: And eventually she might come around and realize, oh, I did go on this trip and I do owe the money. But right now she's... She ain't going to realize anything. She ain't going to oh. realize Well, anything. I was hopeful for that.
0: She's never going to pay anything back. She sucks. You are the maid of honor. You had to take responsibility. Sometimes responsibility bites you in the butt. And what do we learn here? Don't front people money if you don't really know them. Yeah.
4: As soon as you read that, I knew that she wasn't paying back
0: that money. There ain't no chance. I know you have hope for good hearts, Amy, everywhere. But if she had a good heart, she'd have paid it back already. I mean, I guess so. She's not going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, you know what? I really well,
3: Yeah, I, I still am going to hold out hope for that. But no, don't expect it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, it happens. I don't think you'll yeah. ever hear from this girl again. She's going to stay as far away from you as she possibly can. And I think as a lesson... Don't loan money to people who you don't know. And when you do loan money to people you do know, heck, don't even expect to get it back then. Right. So sadly, I think you're just out the money. But that's, that's a bad person on her part, that now she doesn't want to pay it back because she got cut from the wedding. Yeah, That's not the maid of honor's fault.
3: Yeah, not at all. But I mean, man, the bride should have consulted her. Hey, who hasn't paid? So we make sure that we get them to pay before we cut them.
0: That's true. <laughs> it's like fantasy football with us. Oh, yeah. If like, you don't pay. So, someone can lose at the end of the season, be like, well, I didn't win, so I'm not going to pay. So you can't even get in the league <gasps> to start until yeah. you pay it back. That's dirty. That is dirty. So hate to tell you this, but you got to cut your losses. Stop trying to contact her. Move on. Amy, Amy is holding that hope for you that one day,
3: yeah, in I'll a good, like there. a good Disney
0: movie, mm-hmm. she'll come back around. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, tough love here. You ain't getting your money back hopefully we all learned a lesson here, right? Yeah, Yeah. and people
3: listening learn a lesson if they have an event they have coming, that they're planning or they're in charge of something and they need to gather money from people, maybe do it all up front.
0: Although Charleston, excellent place to go. Oh, Charleston's so cool. It's the best. Yeah. So we encourage people to go to Charleston as well. All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. We love to hear from you guys. What's your question? Let us know. Morgan, how do they reach out?
5: Mailbag at BobbyBones.com.
0: On the phone, it's Adam who is in Virginia. Adam, what's going on?
1: Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So um, last night, my wife and I went out for our 18th year wedding anniversary. We went out to dinner. Um, we pay- I paid the bill. Everything was good. And I was waiting for the change to come back. And the waitress never brought back the change. So my question is, you know, should I have said something to her? Um, but she assumed she just kept all the change. which was, You know, I was going to give it to her anyway. But I was just curious, you know, should I have said something to her?
0: If you were going to give all the change to her anyway, I think it does affect us a bit. If you weren't, I think you could have said something to her. I think it's a little... As someone who waited tables, I never took the change without asking. Even if it was 37 cents. It was like, hey, do you want your change back? I think she probably mistook it. Probably didn't try to steal your money. But because you were giving it to her anyway, I just would have went, well, that was awkward, but... In the end, the same thing happened regardless. So I would not have said anything to her. What were you going to say?
3: Oh, just, I mean, yeah, I definitely don't want to make things awkward, but so presumptuous of her. A bit,
0: but again, maybe not even presumptuous. Maybe there was a misunderstanding. Okay. So I would have said, if you gave her like 100 and the bill was $19 and she kept it, I'd be like, hey, lady, let me get my money back. However, if you were going to give it to her anyway, just chalk it up to a misunderstanding. In the end, the result was the same. The end. So I think you did what I would have done, Adam, and just said, hey, go ahead and keep it. Let's get out of here, you know?
1: Yeah, my wife's like, you should have you at least went up to her and said, hey, you know, you should have gave me back the change because I was going to give you more.
0: <laughs> well, then that's a lie. So, again, it's a, that's not the truth. But, I, listen, I understand why. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for me to hear this story, too, as someone who used to wait tables. But I think you did the right thing. If you were actually needing some of that money back, I would have definitely raised my hand and said, hey, it was too much change. Can I get, can I get it all back and I'll tip you? But that would have been awkward, too. Mm-hmm. But that's the life we live. Uh, Adam, thanks for the call, man. Hey, you guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. We went to dinner last night, and because we try to do a date night a week, and I've been slacking on that, so we're trying to do two this week. And so we go to dinner, and we sit down, and it's not super crowded, but we sit down and we order um, some appetizers, like some artichokes. Which, the word artichoke is disgusting, <laughs> but they're actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you know the, the how disgusting the word sounds and how good it tastes? Maybe artichoke's the number one in that. Artichoke. It should sound gross. It should yeah. taste yeah. gross. Pretty good. And so it comes, like, it takes like 25 minutes to get to us. And we're like, that's well, kind of slow tonight, but we're good. We're just hanging out. We're happy. And we order our meal, and I'm like, I'm going to eat red meat tonight. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Love it, but don't eat a lot of it. It doesn't do well with me. And so order a steak, and she orders, like, some chicken, and 45 minutes goes by. An hour goes by. We didn't get our food to an hour and 50 minutes into Yikes. it. And the waitress came over and was like, hey, we're really sorry. Apparently there's a chicken delay. We're like, well, huh? There's a chicken delay. They're walking over? Yeah, like, did you have to, <laughs> you mean? You have to go get a chicken from another store? Or? And so, but it was forever. And so they came. And again, we didn't It was a two and a half hour dinner at this point. A place that's pretty quick. In the mall. And, and so then we... We're leaving, and they, they bring us the check, and I didn't expect anything free. Sometimes it's just slow. There's a the worker shortage, and so they give us the check, and all they charge us for was the artichokes and, like, the bread stuff that we had at the beginning. And so I give her my credit card, and she walks, and she goes, you know what? We wiped the whole thing off. And wow. so, so we sat there for two hours and 15 minutes, but they gave us the meal for free, and so I thought that was pretty cool of them to give us the meal for free. I didn't yeah, expect awesome. it to be for free, and she felt terrible. There was nothing she could do.
3: So because you didn't have a credit card run, like how Luckily, did you tip the waitress? I
0: keep a, I keep cash. And I think I tipped, I gave her like 60 bucks in cash. Oh, nice. On the table.
4: You think you would have gotten that for free if you would have complained the whole time? Like, how much longer is this going to take? We don't have a lot of time. Like, You know what I mean? Like, do you I think don't she-
0: know. Because it wasn't first given to us for free. We never asked for it. Right. We were just smiley as could possibly be. And they appreciated that. And she was frustrated on her end and our end, I think. But, and then we did not get to watch our show last night, which stunk because we were sitting uh-huh. at, at dinner all night long. Now I start to get mad now. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I get frustrated. Hey, thank you for your call. You can also leave us a voicemail, 877-77-BOBBY. Appreciate you guys. <laughs>
5: Bobby the latest from nashville and hollywood morgan number two's thirty-second skinny kelsey ballerini announced she's releasing a poetry book it's called feel your way through there will be 52 poems in it and she actually painted the picture that's on the cover of the book it will be out on november 16th sam hunt shared a demo of a new song on social media called came the closest here it is. I'm
2: never gonna be that straightless
5: sunny morning, man, you were looking for.
1: Nobody's ever tied me down in a clapboard house with some kids and a bed of roses. But you
5: came the closest. Carly Pierce talked about the women who inspire her.
2: Physically, I would say Carrie Underwood. I think she's the hottest person ever. I was staring at her at the CMT Awards. She looks so strong and fit and all of that. And then I guess just overall would be Dolly because I think everything that she embodies from the way that she carries herself in her career, the artist that she is, the wit that she has, the unapologetic side of her is what I would like to be.
5: I'm Morgan number two. That's your Skinny. It's time for the
0: good news.
2: With Bobby. Tell yeah, me something good.
0: A Georgia waitress became a hero while driving home after her shift last week. Keeline Harper saw something burning on the side of the highway, even though it was dark and she was alone. She pulled over slowly, and then she called 911. She did not realize it was a car on fire until she stopped and started walking towards it. The entire front was engulfed in flames. She said it was scary, but she was afraid if she didn't stop, nobody was going to stop. So she looked in and found the driver, Ashley Strawn, with her legs trapped underneath part of the car and she couldn't get out. She saw a huge gash on her leg, her head was bleeding, so she reached in, grabbed under her arms, like under her armpits, laid her down and pulled her out of the car while it was burning.
3: Wow. I mean, that's so brave because, I mean, also, I you never know over. if it's going to... Yeah, especially she didn't know it was on fire, but once you find out it's on fire, it could go up in flames at any moment.
0: I mean, I think it's brave even just getting like there.
3: Blowing up, yeah.
0: I think if there's a small fire on the side of the right, like right off I don't mm-hmm. think I'm stopping.
3: Yeah. I'm like, maybe somebody else will. Or you call 911. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so she pulls her out. She says, quote, it was just instinct. Maybe a motherly instinct or maybe just a human instinct. The girl who was in the wreck or was in the fire is now recovering in the hospital, but she's already sent a video message saying, thank you for saving my life. And the key word there is recovering. Yeah. Like she's going to make it because she stopped, pulled over, saw the fire, went in after her and pulled her out.
3: But I think there's hope for us because she said it was human instinct. So we'd probably, we haven't been in that situation. So if we were, we'd probably pull over.
0: <laughs> I hope, I right. hope that about me. but I haven't I'm, had the chance I, yet. <laughs> uh, I've seen me do things before I'm not that heroic all right there you go that's what it's all about that was tell me something good hello how are you hey Bethany I'm Bobby good to meet you sort of
6: nice to meet you too I'm just getting some read I don't have to read so I guess I don't need reading glasses but whatever (laughs) I don't know why I just assumed that I had to read because I assumed that I was doing the podcast but it's you Bobby nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you
0: do you do your podcast from right there
6: I do, I do. It's sort. Star- I never, I never did a podcast before the pandemic, so it sort of started with quality. <laughs> <You know laughs> I guess they I don't so the expect more.
0: Low. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you've been getting the whole time, there's no extremely high expectation of quality.
6: It's like bad sex and bad pizza. This is what it is, and it's you know, I guess it's better than nothing.
0: Hey, you're very self-made, and you know, it's a time now when people are trying to figure out you know, what they're self-making after the pandemic, especially, like, what is your advice to folks? Because I know you talk about this in your podcast. Like, how in the world do you stop doing what you're comfortable doing? You're making a decent living. Like, how do you start to approach like a new life with sacrifice at this point?
6: Well, that's a great question, but it was sort of handed to us because the snow globe was totally shaken and everybody had to scramble and figure out what their next move was. Some people were stunted, which many people are in the scenario you're describing. And of course, it's easy to tell people, oh, walk away from your 401k and your insurance and whatever your corporate cubicle lifestyle provides. But we found out by being uncomfortable during the pandemic how little we could survive with, whether it was. Uh, restriction in finances or travel or office space or staff or uh, resources. So I think that was a good dress rehearsal for taking more chances and really just making yourself jump and then you'll fly. And like I said, it's easier said than done, but I find that most people have, Enagled and hustled and figured this thing out in some way. I mean, it was very different in the beginning. People who are in real estate aren't getting paid. They're, they, they, they. Uh, people are defaulting on their their rent and their their leases, and so many businesses, no customers. But everybody sort of became nimble and figured out how to do it. I mean, not everybody, obviously. Um, but I just think it's been inspiring in that way.
0: You know, the first time that I saw a preview for. The Big Shot with Bethany, I was watching the Friends reunion, and I go over to HBO Max. I bet a lot of people did. They either subscribed to HBO Max because of the Friends reunion. Um, But HBO, it was prime. Like, this is a big deal for them to put your show up there. So And so I clicked the show, and this is basically you trying to find a number two to you, right?
6: Right. Um, I don't know what kind of infrastructure you have. I mean, I've heard your, you know, this is a really major show and a really big deal and don't take this the wrong way. I've never listened to any podcasts. I'm very, uh, (laughs) tech challenged and, and unaware of many things that people would think I'd be aware of. Uh, but I don't have a very big infrastructure to run the level of the business that I'm running. And I find that managing people and finding people is the hardest part about business by far. So, I had a production deal with Mark Burnett and also needed to find someone. So I put the two together. It really was just what could I do a show about that would be something where it wasn't some extraneous thing adding something to my plate. This was double dipping.
0: But what if you get on the show and, you know, some of these – um, other competition shows and, and you do you have all these people you cast, but all of them suck. <laughs> and then you don't really have somebody that you trust to be your number two. Do you have to hire someone or you just go, eh, not for me.
6: I didn't have to hire someone. I don't have to hire someone. And many people in the audience, a lot the audience thought that the, that the people did suck, you know? And I, I thought there were many of them were so nice and lovely and I've kept in touch with, um, But some did really suck. And it's also a very particular job. And you can't have someone in your household and in your life and in your business that can't do the job. So it's sort of like it was more fluid and more uh, real and maybe more scary in that way because it's not such a formatted, structured gig where I was thinking, uh, I'll just do real. I'm the bachelor. If I don't want to sleep with any of these women at the end, I'll just be like, I'm not m- not sleeping with them, much less marrying them.
0: Was there an amount of money you were going to pay the person that was to finish number two, or was it, we'll base it on how good you are?
6: It was in the, in the, like, in the mid to high uh, 100,000 range.
0: But it well, wasn't established is, is what I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't like you didn't come on the show and go, you're going to make $250,000 if you win and you're my number two.
6: We didn't No, We didn't say that. We discussed that with MGM and with HBO, but we didn't discuss that with the people. And this is interesting. You're asking some inside baseball stuff that's exercising my mind, which I like, because um, when it started and I was worried about the level of the candidates, I didn't want to say what the job title would be, because frankly, if I had found an amazing assistant, I would have you know, been happy about that or if I found a director of communications or a social media person. But of course, they wanted it to be there to be high stakes. I'm not going to be like, oh, I found a dog walker. You came all this way to walk my dogs. So the stakes had to be high. And that's where VP of operations came. I'm not even from the school of titles of EA. There's a PA, there's a BA, there's an assistant PA and executive. I mean, I don't come from that. So VP of operations was like a big title. And I was nervous to sort of say it because I really didn't know what the meant. So that made it even more challenging, if that makes any sense
0: yeah and so y- you guys watch the show it's bethany frankel it is the big shot with bethany it is if you have hbo max you turn on it's right there boom right in front at least on my tv i think it knows though that i like you i think that because you know how th- they know everything about us at this point and so i think they know that i was a fan of yours from real housewives of new york and not even from the housewives part of it but from the hustling part of being on that show if that makes sense like thank you in, in a show I- that isn't much hustle That's where you stood out to me on that show, and I think that's how I was drawn to you, and I hope that's a compliment to you.
6: It's an incredible compliment, and I interviewed Sheryl Sandberg last week, and in a very diplomatic way, she basically said, I mean, I haven't watched that show, um, but I'm such a fan of yours because I'm stunned at what you were able to accomplish in that format, and I think that's what you're saying, so I'm proud to be known for that, and I, you know, paved the way for for many women to to – do that in that within that vehicle yeah that's a, that I is started, a, it wasn't about that yeah
0: exactly what i'm saying i'm glad that came through okay do you feel with with the scandal that's happened though and i feel like a lot of these women are faking their wealth which you did not have to do and you have made more since then uh do you feel like that's kind of a common thing where people are flexing a little too hard on that show
6: It's so funny. I was talking about this just this morning. So I went on the show and they Annie Cohen didn't want to cast me because I had a pre existing profile, meaning I had been on The Apprentice with Martha Stewart, which is barely any profile, but they didn't want somebody who sort of had been on television. Now there are so many famous people, actors, athletes, wives, etc. That's part one. Separate. Separately, I lived in a crappy studio apartment and was poor and was honest about that. I did not. I was not buying diamonds and getting facials and flaunting rented cars. And that's what people were doing. And it's just this thing where whether it's Teresa paying for all her furniture and cash the first season or. Um, people having to talk about they, them flying private or being totally uh, just gauche about bragging about I just went looking for a plane or, you know, they can't help themselves. It's just so it's such low hanging fruit to be like to say, I'm from Beverly Hills, so I have to brag and show how wealthy I am. It's just Mm -hmm. right there and they can't help it. Whereas I was just honest about being broke. And so. If cancellation nation is very often about someone preaching about how wonderful they are, And then when people get disappointed, that's when the real big cancellations happen. It's usually that juxtaposition. Think about what it's like to be shoving your wealth up people's and then to find out that it's not real. People go in for the kill. You can't have the rose without the petal and the thorns. You can't come in and be like, I'm stunning, I'm amazing. And then when everyone finds out you have head-to-toe plastic surgery, they're not trolling you. And you can't come in flaunting everything you have or don't have. And then when people find out the emperor has no clothes, They'll rip you to shreds. It makes sense.
0: I saw a picture of you hanging out with Jeff Bezos once at an, at an event, which Jeff Bezos to me is like the great odds. Like I'll never actually see him in person. But mm-hmm. what what is he like as a guy? And again, is there some sort of like aura around him or p- the people around him that are protecting him?
6: Well, I don't know him that well. I know Lawrence San- Sanchez, the woman that he is with. I've met her several times and I, I know her ex-husband well. Um, And she's cool and always been nice to me. Um, And he, I met at Mark Burnett's house once or twice before that. And it was relaxed. Like, I didn't even really know that it was him and that he was there, meaning there were so many people and there's so many famous people there and powerful people more than famous, actually. And I have to say, he had a very chill, down-to-earth vibe. And then I met him at that was an Emmy party. And same thing. I don't think he really buys his bullshit as much as most people do i mean i've seen some serious moguls and and a-list stars and i think that the two of them really probably like being in jeans and hanging out and listen he's got so much money but i've met people who have a lot less money that are throwing it around in a much more gauche way than than he seems to be
0: are you a billionaire now
6: no. Okay. God no. Well, listen. You have a hundred.
0: <laughs> you have a thousand businesses. Like you're in everything, and so you know. I I didn't know if maybe.
6: Yeah. No. No, I'm not a biz billionaire, but that's the kind of thing with a brand like mine, which is in thirty 30K- cash. Categories, the pendulum could swing and you could get pretty close and in, in, in one shot if I if I lay the card, you know line up the cards properly.
0: we have everything from apparel to syrup you know and that's a pretty wide range of things that people can get inside of your brand. you get some clothes or you get some you know some some syrup you know for your pancakes.
6: Well, it's coffee syrup, we have uh, cauliflower pizzas, <laughs> we have apparel, eyewear, sunglasses, jeans. The whole deal. I mean, literally, salad dressings, popcorn. So, yes, I'm teeing this thing up to be a real empire. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a good clip.
0: Before we go, I want to introduce you to Amy, my co-host. Amy, what would you like to ask Bethany before we go?
6: Hey,
3: well, you were always uh, my favorite when you were on The Housewives. And something I noticed about you is you're really great about setting boundaries, which I think is super important, something I'm working on. So is that something that's always come naturally for you or you had to work through like in therapy and making sure that, you know, you're intentional about it?
6: Well, that's a, I love that question because saying no often means saying yes. And that sounds like some reverse Hallmark card, but I mean, you know, in your gut, whether it doesn't feel, whether it feels comfortable or not. And often as you become more successful, people are pulling at you. And I was listening to Jay-Z talk about this on the LeBron show where they're in the the, the barbershop, also on HBO Max. And, you know, you have to set boundaries. You have to set the tone and everybody will just grab and grab and grab at the carcass. until they get all the meat off the bone. And then you are sitting there dead. And I've been going through this a lot where I just feel like this is, I'm the racehorse. And if I crap out, n- there's nothing happening here. I'm the golden goose. There will be no egg. If I, if I crash, which I have come close to doing. So you have to set boundaries in your life, your personal life, with your family, with your kids, with your partner, with your friends, with your business, all of it. Gotta set boundaries.
0: Bethany Frankel, thank you very much for your time. I hope you guys check out The Big Shot with Bethany. It is on HBO Max. Uh, also check out her podcast. You can hear from her now. She's pretty unfiltered and says exactly how she feels. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's, that's needed now, you know, a lot less of the, even if you don't agree with it, You'd rather have it than the BS, and I think you do a great job at that. So thank you for your thank time, you. and you guys can follow her at Bethany Frankel on Instagram and watch the show. Bethany, appreciate you. Hopefully, in some some random part of life, we cross paths again.
6: Where are you? I'd love to, but where are you?
0: Uh, right now, I am in Nashville. You ever been here? Oh,
6: cool. I I have, but that like for a book signing, not, not in any kind of meaningful way. That's awesome.
0: Well, let me ask you this then about book signings, so. because... When I did my book signings, I did them for free. Now people are charging like forty bucks to come to a book signing.
6: No, are you serious? Yes. Stop. So
0: you didn't know. Ridiculous. Yes, we Amy and I talked about one today. Well, it doesn't matter who it is, but (laughs) she's charging. Well, no, it's
6: very stupid because people don't read to begin with, and people don't purchase books anyway. So you should be—I mean—you should be paying them to come at this point. That was my
0: point. I was like, I was just begging anybody to care to read one page of the book, but people are now—did you didn't charge for your book signings, right?
6: Are you crazy? No, no I don't know. I've no, never charged for a signing. That's absurd.
0: There you, you heard it there. All right, okay. Bethany Frankel. Thank you, Bethany. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Bye. On the phone is Amanda in Alabama.
5: So I had a question. I did a 23 knee test, and I was very surprised to see that I have a half brother. Um, and I've talked to him briefly. It sounds like it was a big shock to him. Um, my family's a little dysfunctional, so I was not that surprised. I was like, yeah, might as well have another half-brother. Um, but I was asking what you would do in this situation. Um, would you try to meet up with your half-brother or half-sister if you found one, or would you just kind of let it be?
0: Well, I do have a half-brother that I don't know that well, so it's interesting you bring this up because I do have a full sister, Amanda. But I have a half-brother from my biological father that I do not have a relationship with. And I did meet him once when I was like 15 or 16, and he's probably seven years younger than I am. Was that an official meeting? Like, hey, I'm Bobby, I'm... No, because I was a 16-year-old, and I don't think there would have been an official anything. But I have not seen him since then. I think we might be friends on one of the social medias. Really? And for me, it goes, how interested am I in getting to know the person? I probably should be a little more interested because he is blood. But he also hasn't reached out to me either. So my advice to you is, I think you got to kind of follow your heart here. If you don't want to go meet up with them, then I don't think you should. However, if they want to meet up with you, I think you should, even if you don't. You know, I think there's an obligation to you or to them. Do they want to meet you at all? Do, you, do they care?
5: Um, I'm not sure if he cares. Or not but i know that it, it shocked him so i think the shock is is still there you know so i don't want to mm-hmm. you know intrude or anything like that but i i have the same um feeling you do like as my life is established it's it's not something like i'm on a big journey to search or anything like that so um that's surprising i did not know that you had a half brother so makes make me makes me feel connected to you
0: well like you My family was a bit dysfunctional as well. Um, This is the advice I would give you. Like, real talk, he's shocked. He probably doesn't want to meet you right now. He's probably coming to terms with, what just happened in my life? What is this curveball that was just thrown at me? I do think in 90 days or so, he may have a change of heart and go, you know what? I probably should know who my half-sister is. So, my real-life advice to you is, do do you have a way to message him on social media? Yeah. Okay, send him a message. Be like, hey, crazy for both of us, right? hey, I'll, let's check in in a few months and see if we care about meeting up with each other or not. And just take the pressure off of him. That's what I would say. And then if one of you ever wants to do it, I think it's there's an obligation to do it. If you don't want to, but he wants to, I think you need to in a few months. Same for him to you. I think you owe that to each other. If he reached out to me, if my half-brother reached out to me, I was like, hey, I'd really love to meet you. Okay, got it. Well, let's do it. But do I have a need right now, an insatiable thirst to go meet a half-brother? I do not. So... That's the advice that I give you, Amanda, because I am living that as well.
5: All right. Well, thank you so much.
0: Check in. Say, hey, I'll hit you up in a few months. We can decide then. Live your life. Hopefully, you do meet. Hopefully, it's another family member that you can love and use that support or be supportive of. And everybody lives happily ever after. Listen, I doubt that's going to happen over on my side, but you never know, right? All right, Amanda, have a great day. (laughs) Thank you. you Bye-bye. Bye. Let's check the voicemails. This is Holly from Nebraska.
1: Hey, Bobby Bones and the rest of the studio. You were talking about medications and their expiration date. I'm a nurse and yes, you are absolutely right. Most medications do not expire. They just lose their efficacy. However, one medication that you don't ever want to take past the expiration date is aspirin. It actually turns into a poison. Don't take aspirin ever past mm-hmm. its expiration date
3: all other drugs safe go for it thanks have oh, a great day yeah. love your show bye no oh, i'm scared and she said ah i thought she was going to say avil and that's the poison i took like a while ago Whew.
0: yeah but even aspirin like i take baby aspirin every day you do i have to
3: cuz if you are okay
0: for a blood thinner mm-hmm. so but i've take a couple different things but uh i just sometimes i eat aspirin from the 70s i'm like well that looks fun i keep it oh, all that generation i know yeah. no i'm scared <laughs> the Bible. (laughs) Here's Amy's pile of stories.
3: So Popeye's is selling I don't know meals for people who can't decide. And what they're putting inside is just their most popular item, chicken sandwich, because they feel like everyone's going to be okay with that. So you can just go to Popeye's and say, yeah, I want I don't know.
1: (laughs) But do they
0: put other stuff in there, too?
3: Well, if you order from their app, you get like a free lemonade. But no, it's just a chicken sandwich. And like, that's your meal. Their I
0: don't know meal is the chicken sandwich. (laughs) I would think it would be like a mix of stuff, like a grab bag. Sure, sure. Or they're like, all right, you get a couple strips, mm-hmm. you get a couple.
3: Yeah, like you can't decide, so you just yeah. get a little bit of everything. Yeah, no, they just decided to go with their most popular menu items. So that's what you get if you go order, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell you, I think pound for pound Popeye's has the best chicken strips. You know, when it comes to chick the strip with their honey, honey mustard, which is like, it's called like Mardi Gras mustard. Oh my. It's the best. Huh. I used to get it every day when I would drive from Arkadelphia to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Every day? Every day. Every day? (laughs) When I was going to work at radio at KLAZ, I'd drive an hour. And now it stopped. And almost every almost every day, I would go to Popeyes and get the chicken strips with Mardi Gras mustard. Wow! It it's so such an underrated fast food item.
3: I guess it is because I don't know that I've ever had a Popeyes chicken strip. Oh uh,
0: well, bring him in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got?
3: Well, this is just a PSA reminder. We've talked about this on the show before, but I'll tell you a story of what happened to a woman who was walking in Pierlin, Texas, when a man came up behind her, put his hand over her mouth, and pushed her to the ground. Wow! She was quick thinking and even. Even in that intense situation, remembered that if she put her finger on the lock button and then on the volume button on her iPhone, that would call 911. It's the SOS feature. So you that's just, the
0: top two buttons. Yes. Okay. So it's just the big button and the top button on the other one.
3: And you hold it down for a few seconds. Yeah. And it will call 911 for you. And so she was able to do that. And that alone was enough to scare her attacker off, knowing that she had already called 911 and they would know her location. Good enough. So thank goodness. And she said, you know, after this experience, she's not going to really go out at night. She's not going to go anywhere alone for the time being. But yeah, just a great story of it actually working and then a reminder that you can do that.
0: Well, on a slightly different note, I see that people are sleeping with their... Apple watches on and leaning on the button Uh-oh. on the side and 911's oh. being called to people's houses and oh. they're like, oh, what's up? Oh. They're like, you called 911! You had a button. <laughs> so they're saying, hey, you maybe you shouldn't sleep in your Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a big button on the right, I've only recently got my first Apple Watch and there's a big button on the right side that you push to like talk to Siri but if you hold it down, the cops come.
3: Wow, Okay. Good to know. Yeah, there's your
0: <laughs> other PSA. All right, what else?
3: So do you and Eddie do anything before a Raging Idiot show that's like your ritual before you hit the stage?
0: Uh, Done. Yeah, we, we go, hey, man, hopefully the show doesn't suck. <laughs> that's about it. Oh, that's or the ritual. or Good luck. when we were doing straight comedy in the theater, we would just go over, because th- we have to hit certain marks at certain times for laughs, as opposed to we're doing a full band show with just music. Mm-hmm. So we w- we'll just kind of mentally rehearse more than like have... All right, put your hand in.
3: Yeah. We don't do anything before the show here. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, this
0: sucks. It's so early. (laughs) Uh,
3: Oh, yeah. We've had things before. Like, there was a streak way back in the day. We used to play a song every single morning. Well, yes.
0: But I, but that's not something we did. I just played it. We all had that. a hype song.
3: Yeah, we did yeah. every single morning. With the same Good song. Life,
0: Kanye. I played it every morning. The whole uh, song. My boss is... no, that's, that's pa- not it. No. <laughs> Wait, are you singing Power? Power. Okay, yeah. that's okay. That's not it. Uh, boss would be like, "Why are you playing a full song, mm-hmm. of Kanye? Which we don't even play every it was morning." Our and I was like, "We've been killing the ratings. I ain't stopping." It's like Dan not from Dan and Shay's hair. hair. He's like, "I cut my hair. <laughs> We're doing great." Why? Why do you bring that up? Well, Justin Moore
3: was just talking about what his band does before they go on stage
0: a lot of times me and my band the first time we see each other all day two minutes before the show we take a shot together right behind the stage we walk on stage and go that's pretty much it so his is he takes a shot i will mention something about eddie and i we're going to announce one more raging idiot show for the year Woo. we've got two festivals one in texas one in kansas but we're going to do one more show we can't i'm not we're not going to tour the whole year We'll let that, but we have one more big show we're going to do. We'll announce that probably Wednesday.
3: Oh, okay. All right, there you go. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
0: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
3: With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this 16-year-old kid, Shane Jones, and he started buying up repossessed storage units, like, to profit from them. But then he started to feel for these people that lost their units simply because they couldn't pay the bill for them. So he decided to start buying them up and then returning the stuff to the former owners and their families so they could have their things oh, yeah. back. <laughs>
0: That's awesome! Yeah. Surprised he didn't go raiding through, mm-hmm. trying to sell, looking like, for Kobe Bryant rookie cards. No lunchbox. Didn't you want to do this for a while? Oh yeah, I watch Storage Wars every week. That's I, what it is, Storage
2: Wars. And I always thought, oh my gosh, I can make a lot of money doing this. But then I never got into it because it gets expensive. Because people, hundred dollars. Yep. How fun would Didn't that be? Did you go to, and bid on one at one point? I did go and bid, but I've never won one. That's what I'm saying. They get kind of out of control and there's a big group there. Maybe I need to look back into that.
0: So this kid did it.
3: Yeah, he's 16. It, he's and making gave it. The happen. Stuff back. Yes.
0: Crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny.
3: What do you call a sick eagle?
0: What do you call a sick eagle? Illegal. 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 That's pretty oh. good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: pretty good.
0: <laughs> that was the morning corny. Walk us through what happened, Lunchbox.
2: So I am walking towards the playground at the park, and I step on something in the grass. And I look down, and I pick it up, and it's a lady's wallet. So it's like, um... And has credit cards in it, has a library card, some business cards. And I'm like, wow, driver's license. Someone dropped their wallet at the park. Did you open it
0: up and look and see what yeah. the
2: name was? Yes, because it's it's not even. you don't even have to open it up because all the credit cards are on the outside. Mm. It's just like a little folder thing. And I pull out the credit cards. I'm like, oh, their name. And I look them up on Facebook, and then I keep digging through, and I find the driver's license. And I'm like,
0: oh, I got the address. So I'm going to be a good citizen. I'm going to go ahead and return it. So how far from where you were standing to the front door of this person's house?
2: Two and a half miles.
0: So they were just playing at the park, forgot it, lost it, fell lost out of the pocket. It. Yeah.
2: And so I I got in the car, drove over there, I knock on the door, and I
0: give it back to the lady. And you saw her. Saw her. Was Talked she to her. was she so happy that you
2: So excited, she was like, oh my goodness, blames her daughter who likes oh. to go through the stroller and take things out and guess took this out, dropped it on the ground. So I'm excited. Now the question I have for you is, how much did she give me as a reward? There are four options on the board. Was there cash in the wallet? There was no cash because I looked.
3: Of
0: course he
2: did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when you first saw the wallet. I thought, cha-ching. Okay, that's what you thought. Yeah. More than anything. More than anything. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it was like a. a By pink. the way, great great job. Great gesture. Nice, Nice thing to do. Take it back. But first it was cha-ching, and the second was to do something nice. Yes,
2: and it was pink. It was nice. It was a Tiffany & Company wallet. Oh, wow. so, so they that, got a little they, money. They, well, they live in a fancy house? The a, a house was looking pretty nice. Yeah. Had a couple of nice cars in the driveway, and I was like, all right. Had a, had a nice stroller, a couple of nice bikes on the patio, and yeah. I was like, okay, let's go. What are the options? The options are A, none, B, $20, C, $50, or D, $1. $100. Okay, can I ask a couple questions? Yep. Did you ask for a reward? No, because that's not the way to do it. If you ask for a reward, they're going to be like, "Taken back." They're going to think I stole the wallet. So, I just went up and said, "Hey, I was playing at the park
0: and I found this wallet." Amy, the options are none, 20, 50, and
3: 100. I mean, I hate this for a lunchbox, but since she had no cash in the wallet, it makes me think she might not have cash at all. And so, Unless she, like, said, what's your Venmo, which
1: is How not old likely.
2: Was she? Uh, she was, like, 33. Uh, okay, and she is a Sapphire Preferred member. Just so you know, oh. that's a credit card. I got it right here if you okay. want to see Sapphire Preferred. Did
3: you write down her credit card number? Oh, my gosh, she took a picture of it. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to say, unfortunately for Lunchbox, no money was given as a reward. But she was very grateful.
2: Yeah, and she has health insurance through
0: Cigna, if you want to see her... Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm gonna okay. go <laughs> I'm gonna go with none as well
3: Oh really you don't even think she did little Well you something? don't either Well I know but I, I know think if someone
0: doing. Were to bring it to me depending who, If it was an adult man I'd probably just say thank you If it was a kid I'd hook him up
3: mm-hmm.
0: I would treat it like a trick or treater If it's a kid He's got a bag I'd put a bunch of candy in his bag If it's an adult I'm like what are you doing buddy So I would say thank you But I would not give you any money. Ray, do you know the answer to this? I do not. What do you want to guess? $20. It's a popular denomination, so give me that. Okay. Uh, We have a clip that's 30 seconds long. And so in this clip, we hear it all? Yeah, there's me going up and knocking on the door and her coming to the door. Is it weird that you're recording her? No, it's not weird at all. And
2: I I do wear my mask because still, some people, like, when I'm going to their house, I don't know how people feel. So if I sound a little muffled, I had my mask on just to be respectful. So thoughtful. Here we go. We were just at s*** park and I, we found that laying on the ground by thank the you swing so set. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And my wife sent you a message on Facebook. So uh, if you get on Facebook and there's some you. random message from a lady, that was my wife. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. She, this one likes to go through the backpack and get everything out. Yeah, I'm good job. Good job. So yeah. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. <laughs>
3: Was shut the door. That she was shut so Shut the like, door.
2: I um, mean, I even threw out the hero line so she'd be like, oh, well, let me at least get you a, a reward. Nothing. If you weren't an adult
0: man, she'd have given you uh, some sort of reward.
2: But what what difference does it make? I'm an adult man. You can make saved, your own
0: money. You do things people. People do things for you as an adult.
2: I saved her such a headache yeah. and such. I mean, she would have to go to the DMV. She would have to call That's her true. Cigna. She would have to call And hopefully somebody does that for you. The Sapphire Preferred. She would have to do all that. And I, I mean, she would have to go to Tiffany and get her a new wallet.
0: Lunch is going to create a troll account now. You're like, I have all your information. If you don't reward me in Bitcoin, I'm going to. So, uh, what are you going to do with those pictures of her stuff? Ooh, oh.
3: you could tell her, hey, Venmo me this or this goes public. Well, that's what I was
2: saying. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was No, like, I'm not. Listen, guys, I didn't take a picture of the credit card number. I just took a picture of the different. Hey, sure you didn't.
0: No, we're all yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, he got zero. Uh, what's Amy and I's reward for getting it right? Yeah. Hey, good job, guys. If you
2: were a kid, I'd give you a lot of money, <laughs> but since you're not, nothing.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Lunchbox wanted to do something nice for Eddie after, really? after you raised $285,000 on your walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. Okay. And he wanted me to do this bit Friday, not talk about it on Monday, but we yep. ran out of time. But we're going to do it on Monday. All right. So you did what, Lunchbox? Well, Eddie, I knew you were going to be really sore
2: after you walked all those miles. And everybody's like, you don't support Eddie. You're so rude. So I said, okay. I'm gonna call and get Eddie a free massage because that's wow. what I do when I do want to do something nice. I get it for free. So Eddie, I got you a free massage. Hey, thanks, man. Or did I? Oh. Okay, so he okay. called, and here we go. Was Lunchbox successful? What do you do? Tell him. Uh, yeah. I just tell him, hey, man, like my buddy Eddie just walked across America and he raised this much money. You know, <laughs> the there's no way you got
0: a free <laughs> massage.
3: Yeah, I feel like people are gonna be like, okay, yeah, we still got to pay our. Yeah,
0: bills. Yeah, we got to pay our bills too. Oh. So I'm gonna go no. Yeah, no. Okay, here we go. If you're
2: calling this is. Can I help you? I was calling because my buddy Eddie just walked a hundred miles from West Virginia down to Tennessee. You know, like the George Strait <laughs> song, Carrying mm-hmm. Your Love With Me. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he just walked because he said it's not that far. So he walked a hundred miles and he raised a quarter of a million dollars for foster care kids. So I'm wondering uh, if he can get a free massage. <laughs>
5: Unfortunately, I am not at liberty to to do that.
2: I mean, he walked for four days, a hundred miles, and he did so much for charity. And so, I'm I'm trying to do something good for him and get him a free massage.
5: Yeah, no, I wish there, there was something I could do to help you, but I I'm fully booked for a week out.
2: Okay, what if uh, what if I brought Eddie in and I just used one of your rooms to give him a <laughs> massage?
5: No, no, unfortunately, we can't do that. <laughs>
2: Well, I just don't want him to be sore, and you guys got the oils there, and you say you don't have any openings, so it's like you're giving him a free massage, it's just like you're giving him a free space to get a massage. Does that work?
5: My rooms are fully booked. I don't have any, and I can't have somebody who's not a licensed therapist using my massage rooms.
2: All right, I guess I'm just going to have to tell them, so you're telling me it's there's a no-go?
5: No,
3: unfortunately I can't.
2: Oh, man. No, oh, oh click. <laughs> just, I, just, just get right. out of here.
3: I mean, but Lunchbox, what you could do is you could actually just... Let's do it here.
2: Let's do it here. Let's
0: no, get no, some no, oils. No, 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 no.
4: no, no. no. <laughs> Let's do it here. Let's set up a table. <laughs> I don't want a massage from Lunchbox.
3: Yeah, that no, would no, be... No, no, no,
2: we got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I got awkward.
3: Well, I was going to say you could gift him one. Like, I tried. Oh,
0: that's boring. <laughs> uh, you could gift him one, too. I tried what if we, we lay, lay on the table? Can. Stop it. We get all the oils. We Stop. spin the wheel. no, oh no. I'm in for the wheel.
3: <laughs> I'm, no, it's not happening.
0: On the Bobby Bones Show now. George Burge. George, how are you, buddy?
1: I am so good, man. I'm on the dang Bobby Bones Show, so I'd say mm-hmm. life's pretty good right now.
0: Well, I want to tell you about George and what's happened in his life. So he used to be in Waterloo Revival, and he's doing a solo stuff now, but this is a story of somebody blowing up on TikTok in a really weird, random way. And I know George, so this is fun for me. So this girl put out a TikTok video where... She was just making fun of country music. I'm going to play you the original TikTok video. Beer, beer, truck, truck, girls in tight jeans. So George, you heard this and thought what?
1: Man, I was just, I had, that was literally my first day ever on TikTok. So I saw that and um, I had really been digging into songwriting recently. And the first thing I thought was she made a great point. Like there's no defending that. There's a bunch of that in our genre. But I kind of wanted to take those lyrics and show her that, you know, with a little bit of effort, um, country music could turn that into something cool.
0: So here we go. Here is George's version of the song. <laughs> okay. Here you go.
1: Just though you should know it ain't. I'll be, be true, true. Girls in them tight jeans, small town, riding around. Girl, I hope you're missing me. I know the city you. Go
0: Love uh, it. Yeah. (laughs) So again, Raymundo, play her clip again. Beer, beer, truck, truck, girls in tight jeans. And then play George's song again. Just all you should know, it ain't our beer, beer, truck, truck, girls in them tight jeans. So (laughs) when you posted this, George, I was looking at your TikTok. I think you had like 10 TikTok followers. So you have blown up since then. Has it been weird to watch the thing go viral?
1: It was. Absolutely insane for me. It was a song I never meant to finish. Um, I was on a writing retreat and I had gotten a TikTok account that day and I posted it just thinking nothing of it. And we went to dinner and came back like three hours later and I had 10,000 followers and it had a couple hundred thousand views. And we freaked out that night. We were all celebrating and toasting. And then it just went absolutely insane the next week from there. And I ended up finishing the song, and um, it's just been absolutely surreal for me. The song I never thought I'd finish um, has turned into something really cool.
0: The video has uh, about three million views right now. (laughs) Wow! Hey,
1: is it uh, anybody
0: hit you up from like a label going, "Hey, we like this, let's do this"?
1: Yeah. So after that took off. like every big label of my dream started blowing up my phone. <laughs> it's like it doesn't feel like real life right now. Um, so I did just sign a record deal with Records, and um, we were able to put this song out, and uh, it's no exaggeration to say it's completely changed my life.
0: And here it is again from her. Mm-hmm. This, And I have a question about her, but play one more time.
1: Beer, beer, beer truck, 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 girls in tight jeans. Have you
0: talked to her at all,
1: George? All yes. So uh, we have talked a little bit, and I was a little bit anxious putting the song out um, just because I know she was poking fun at the song, but I didn't know how she would react to it. And she was so cool about it. She was super excited about it. She loved it. I actually ended up uh, crediting her as a songwriter on the song. Yeah. <laughs> we about that. That's funny. So it's just been so fun, man.
0: Well, that's a fantastic story. Uh, George, Congratulations. Uh, just he's still hanging in there, creating so, music, and who know who knew this would be what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that made it all happen. So you can follow George on Instagram at George Burge. but it's George B i r g e, and we're gonna play the whole song now. Here is
1: anything you want to say before I hit play, George? I just want to say thank you guys so much for the support. This has been incredible, and um, I can't wait to see where it goes. Come on.
0: It's time for the good news with producer
1: Eddie. Tell yeah, me something good.
4: Peggy is a nine-year-old border collie living in the UK and about a few couple years ago lost her hearing so she couldn't hear anything but she's a sheepdog and so the farmers were like I don't know how we're going to communicate with Peggy because we would tell her like hey slow down Nope, hurry up bring the sheep this way so she learned sign language and now the owners can like sign to her and tell her exactly what to do
0: to herd the sheep it's pretty cool that is pretty cool love it although my bulldog does know a little bit of sign language too we can communicate with hand signals oh yeah we have three signals that if I want him to just follow me, I just point at the ground and he will come up, run up beside me and stay right behind me. Okay, well, that's cool. So, and that's only because I would tell him to come while doing that over and over. And then you slowly, I slowly started to back off on the vocal part and I would only do that. And so it, you know, trained him to know what it meant together and then by itself. Um, I can do food. Which I'll do food like a little Gator chomp. Oh, like chop chop. And so I would do that, like that. You, know, you go to the swamp. I would do this every time I would feed him. It's just science experiments I do with with my dog. And I would do the chomp every time I would see him and feed him. And he, he now he understands if I just do this, it's, it's time to run yeah. over to the thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I do "Why Iotta" with my fist, what does that mean? Well, I like to think he knows he's in trouble, but I'm not sure. Why Iotta? All right, that's a good one. That's what it's all about, right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Lunchbox kind of pulled me aside this morning and said that I have opened the floodgates for other listeners to hit me up and ask for stuff now.
2: Yeah, because we had Brad Paisley in on Friday, and Bobby's like, Hey, Brad, I need you to do something for this guy on Instagram. He hit me up, and he's getting married, and they're going to dance to your song, so will you introduce them at your wedding? And then Brad did it. Played the song, and we're going to send them the video. So now, Bobby, that's all you're going to get is people saying, hey, can you get this artist to do this? Can you get this artist to do that? And you're going to just be
0: overwhelmed, and you're going to tell people, no, no, no. Or you're going to have to say yes to everybody. Well, I do say yes to as many as I can, but I also get that all the time anyway. And I just happen to come across that guy's message. And if I come across something, I don't mind helping people if I can. And also, it was, I had to reach out to Brad, and the timing had to be right. I was pretty happy we were able to pull that off. Yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty
3: impressive, and how cool for those people. And then, Brad invited them to a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing couldn't have gotten any better than it did.
0: The guy messaged me yesterday and was like, I cannot believe what just happened. It feels he like, did? A, Yeah. He was like, a, uh, this feels like a bizarro world, where I talk to you, I talked to Brad Paisley, yeah. Brad Paisley played the song, Brad Paisley. So that makes, the fact that I can do that for a listener is the coolest thing ever. That's great. Like, open the floodgates. Okay, just. Look. I mean, I'm just telling you, that's all you're <laughs> going to get. Now, anytime you meet a listener, it's going to be like, hey, No, no, Bob- no, don't ask, me in po- don't ask me in real life. Hey, Bobby, <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Just ask me through me email and through message. It's
2: nice to meet you. Can you get Luke Combs to do this? Hey, Bobby, it's nice to meet you. Can you get Miranda Lambert to do this? I mean, just
0: wait for it. I'm happy when I can help to absolutely help. And I thought that was pretty awesome, didn't you?
3: Yeah, no, I yeah. think it's His great. His wedding's
0: going to be crazy cool now. I
3: feel like we get asked, I mean, Lunchbox, don't you get asked if we can get Bobby to do stuff for really oh, yeah. Oh, cool?
2: I do, but I never get Bobby to do stuff because then I don't <laughs> want to open the floodgates.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's big stories. So, who on the show watched "Mayor of Easttown"? Oh, I did Okay, most of us, right? It's it's M A R E, Mayor of Easttown. It's on HBO Max. It has Kate Winslet, who was in Titanic back in the day, and so now you know where they shot that show in that town. The person that owns that house is like. I can't stop people from coming to the house. Oh, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Police are telling fans of that show to stop trespassing on private property in the Pennsylvania town where the show was filmed. Fans have flocked to several locations of this show, um, including where Mayor lived. And the woman's like, I can't. Every time I look out, there's somebody outside my house, and I feel like <laughs> they're going to break in. Which is weird, right? Yeah, that's yeah. gotta be a little. Creepy. I bet you people don't know it's like a real person living in that house. Yeah. They think that Mayor's in there? No, they probably think it was used for Hollywood. Like a prop? Oh. And they're like, oh, we're not really affecting anything. It's vacant. Oh. I think if they knew that a real person was living in there, maybe they wouldn't be, you know, so intrusive feeling.
3: I mean, part of me is like, why are people going to do that? But then That's I went- That's cool. That was in- my
0: question. Who's been to a house somewhere? Oh, yeah. Ugh.
3: I I went to the Full House house in San Francisco, mm. later found out I was at the wrong house, but still, <laughs> no, I, I went to the and, and took a picture, and so, yeah, I could see me doing it if I'm a fan.
2: I don't understand how they
0: do- so if someone lives there, how- they just kick them out of their house for a couple months? Well, you can rent your house and be like, yeah, you can use this house, just- I mean, they're like, what, what do you think Airbnb is? Some people still live there. When people come rent them, they just leave for the weekend. Man, maybe I need to go to, I want to go to the Breaking Bad house then, because that's a real house. A lot of people do In that. New Mexico, they to, like throw pizzas on top they of do. it. They yes. do. That's right. <laughs> Has anyone else been to a TV house at all? Because I would like to go and see where the off, a lot of the office was filmed, and that's not in Pennsylvania. It's in Los Angeles. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Except the, the intro where the sign is... John Krasinski actually shot that on a trip there before the show started. Really? But then all the other stuff is shot in L.A. Scuba, you raised your hand. You've been somewhere?
4: Uh, A lot of those places. Speaking of the office, that was in Van Nuys where I used to live. And when I first moved there, I was thinking, like, where is this at? I want to see it. It's got to be the NBC lot. I look at my map, and I see it. There's a dot right behind my house. I stop everything I'm doing. I drive behind my home, and there is Dunder Mifflin right there. Really? Where they filmed that whole thing. is right there right by where I used to live. And I've been to Jim's house. I've been to Michael's apartment. So
0: you've done the tour?
4: Did the whole tour. All that street filming is right where I used to live, right there on Sherman o- uh, Sherman Way.
0: Is that cool? It's so cool, yeah. For me, at least, I think it's pretty cool. Anyone else been anywhere?
3: I also went to the Golden Girls house, which is in California, not Florida. So just drove by that. Mm-hmm. That's solid. You know
0: what I
4: like to do? This is really nerdy, but I like to Google street. Uh, those houses or like uh, movie sets like the Karate Kid apartment. I've Googled that and just kind of see the street view of it and I'm like, that's
0: pretty cool. It's still there. Yeah, it's pretty nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do just drive up random people's houses and uh, Zillow it and see how much. It, oh, for sure. That's yeah, I fun too. I'll do it all the time. <laughs> uh, Amy, you have a new story you brought? It.
3: Yes, and it's uh, mainly that I feel like you've made it. Oh, In wow. a way. I know this is a weird way to gauge it, but you know, you're traveling through the Nashville airport and you hear like George Strait come over, the loudspeaker welcoming you to the Nashville or whatever. Maybe you hear Reba. And then the for the first time I was walking through and I heard your voice.
0: Wow, really? Yes. It's about time. Yeah. I recorded that thing three years ago. Yeah. I, I'm I remember sure they, they hold aired, it on file and they're but, like, no, he ain't made it yet. <laughs>
3: yeah, but I've just never heard it until now. And I thought, huh, well, isn't that just like the coolest thing well, and I'm sure there's good. a lot of accomplishments that you you like to check off in your life and I feel like now you can check that one out well, Andy, what did he
2: say
0: I
3: just, I oh
2: don't I don't know really remember. I read I think like I five
3: pages,
4: pages
0: years ago I think you
4: you say because I've heard it too you say something like don't leave your bags unattended Whoa. and stuff like that and, and I mean it too guys <laughs> yeah
0: don't sometimes I walk around just to check and see right. if people have left stuff unattended <laughs> who's <is> this <laughs> <laughs> it's probably mine <laughs> alright that's the news mm-hmm. those were Bobby's stories Bones. <laughs> On the phone right now is Atreya in Texas. Atreya, how are you?
5: Good, how
0: are you? Doing real good. What can I do for you?
5: I was just wondering, what made you guys produce this show? Like, what encouraged you to do it?
0: Are you a new listener? Yes. And how long have you been listening to the show?
1: Uh, About a month now.
0: Okay, still pretty new. Okay, well, do you ever listen to the show and go, well, this doesn't sound like that professional of a show. Like, it doesn't sound like a a bunch of uh, broadcasters that trained to do this. And it sounds a little odd. Do you ever have that feeling when you hear the show? Yeah. Yeah, a classic. Um, that's And that's how the show came <laughs> together, honestly. As nobody had ever worked in radio but me, um, I started when I was 17 years old. I was still, you know, high school and college. So I started a nighttime show, and I was a kid, but I always knew that I wanted to do mornings, and so I finally got a ch- shot at, like, 22 years old. And they didn't give me any money, honestly. They had no budget for me to do anything. Their station was doing terrible. I was broke. Um, and they said, okay, we'll go do mornings. And so I could only like hire people. Like I met Lunchbox at a bar, and he came on, and we didn't even have a, another microphone for him. That's, yeah. how, that's how awful the show – that's how bad the show was treated, but we didn't deserve to be treated any better at that time, if that makes sense. Like We weren't treated well, but we didn't deserve to be. We had no reason for them to trust us to do a morning show. So I had an intern, and then Lunchbox would stand in the corner of the studio or he'd be outside doing stuff. Uh, I met Amy at a restaurant. She had never done radio. Lunchbox was delivering sandwiches at Jason's Deli. Amy was selling granite at a rock store. So I don't even know <laughs> yeah, what she was doing, honestly.
3: <laughs> I was doing yep. sales for a natural stone importer. So, I had a great job.
0: It was people who so made me <laughs> feel better but really weren't that good at radio. And it's the same today. Like We're not that good at radio. Eddie was a local TV producer that I met when I was doing some local TV stuff. I was trying to kind of, you know, get my feet wet in TV. And Eddie and I got paired together, and then we became best friends. And I was like, hey, man, we're going to Nashville. Why don't you just come and do that here? And he's like, I don't know, man. I got 19 kids. And so, <laughs> but when he moved here, Mike D was an intern who messaged me on MySpace back in the day and was like, hey, I'd like to do a podcast. I said, well, come up. Let's talk about it. And then he interned, and then I moved him here. So it's a lot of people who had never done radio. It's basically me and a bunch of friends, and we just try to be as open and honest and authentic as we possibly can. And sometimes it comes across wonderful, and sometimes it doesn't. Ray Mundo was an intern at the radio station who we got paired together because I was doing sports talk on, a like, a Christmas holiday. And then he came and interned. And so it's people that have mostly you know come through the system and um, – Never really worked in radio or on the air, and now here we are sometimes not being that good at being on the air. But the genesis of the show was a bunch of people hanging out, talking about life, hopefully uh, being relatable, compelling, but not sounding like broadcasters. We don't have good voices, that kind of thing. So does that make sense, Atreya? Yes. Now, what do you think of the show after you hear all that? Do you like us more or less?
5: I like you guys. I listen to you guys every morning on my way to work and any other time I can listen to you guys.
0: Thank you very much. We don't claim to be the best radio show. We do claim to be a pretty good show at, you know, highlighting humans. I don't have a good voice. I mean, I sound like... as gen- No one has ever heard me talk publicly and they went, hey, do I know that voice from somewhere? Ever. Because I don't have a very good voice. I'm just like a normal dude with a below average, even normal voice. I speak in a bad pattern. I don't have an accent. But we do try to be as as human as we possibly can, faults and all. So, Atreya, where do you live?
5: Uh, I live in Canyon Lake,
0: Texas. All right. Well, we appreciate you. We hope that you hear kind of somebody on this show hopefully represents what you stand for, if not, you know, a little bit of a lot of us. But we just appreciate you listening and spending time with us, okay? Okay. Thank you for the question. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. They did a whole study on the creepiest jobs out there and what people think are the weirdest, creepiest jobs. Now, these aren't... Jobs that you've only ever heard of one person having. I'll give you one on the list. Okay. okay? For example, if you work in an adult store, like an adult video <laughs> or an adult, you know, creepy, yeah. that's a creepy job. Huh. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven on the list. I've knocked off adult store. There are six left.
3: Are they all in that like lane no. of? No. So
0: some of them. But uh, no, they're okay. not. They're actually not really at all. Okay. Creepy jobs. Most people think when you hear someone does this, you're like, oh, that's a creepy job.
3: Okay. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's not creepy. You have to do it, but a gynecologist?
0: Yeah, makes the list. Okay. Of course.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's life, but still. That time
0: that you went to a barbecue and saw your gynecologist at the barbecue, (laughs) I still LOL at that story. Yeah,
3: no. It was like, I didn't even want to go to a guy. I am someone that prefers females, and the one time I go to a guy because it was a friend referral— then that friend's parents had a barbecue and they invited him. <laughs> and I went there and I was like, wait, well, I just saw you last week and this is weird now.
0: And it's something that you always do. You don't yeah. always want. I, I just mean, give you an example. want to
3: see like, my gynecologist out.
0: <laughs> him and his career, right? I, and I I will compare it a little bit to this career. Like I don't listen to a lot of the pop country stuff when I'm not on the radio. Because I, I hear it all the time. There are a few songs that come on. I'm like, that's a great song. And I'll be like, I'll, I will listen to it. But most of the stuff we play here on the show, I don't go home and listen to it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so this is a weird comparison. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm just saying because I'm always, let me just follow me oh, here. All right, I'll follow. Because I'm always around it. Uh-oh. I don't really Uh-oh. want Uh-oh. it when I'm home. I wonder if oh, that's what gonna are. I don't are. think so. I don't oh, think so. no. I don't think, so. oh, I don't think don't that's, that's <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> you know not think?
2: No. A little bit, though, right? Oh, no. no, no, no. Okay. Oh, boy. Because
0: no. Next up, Amy.
3: No
0: <laughs> you want to guess another one?
3: Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of what a uh, um, uh, uh, gastroenterologist.
0: No, I don't think that's creepy. I, I think, think that's w- tough.
3: No, because if you have <laughs> no, what is that? you're saying a
0: proctologist, like in the butt. That's oh, different. They,
3: well, no, because when I went to get a colonoscopy, I went to a gastroenterologist. Yeah, but
0: I think that's. I don't listen. What do I know? Well, no, not on the list. What do you think it is? Oh, it's funeral home. Fu- uh, yep. Oh, the oh, Funeral director yeah, the is phone. on there. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. A funeral director makes a list of one no of the creepiest offense. jobs. Eddie, you have anything? Oh.
4: I think that the anesthesiologists, the people that put people to sleep, like, that, that's creepy. You think creepy. that's creepy? That's not, that's not creepy. That's awesome. I, no, 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 no. It's weird. There's that a lot of risk involved there. Yeah, too. It's weird that it's they have so a power to, scary. like, put you to sleep and forget everything you, that just happened Yeah, and
3: they're praying to God you wake up because, like, they yeah. <laughs>
4: You think that's creepy? Yeah, I do.
3: No. No,
2: I didn't make I it. I got another creepy one. Go ahead. Morgue. Well, I, th- I guess maybe you
0: counted... That that's that kind of the same thing. Okay, because, oh, man, that is the weirdest one ever. According to a poll by Knox College Here's what Americans view as the creepiest professions to have. Okay. There are still four more here. There is one kind of in that adult lane. Oh, star. No, that's no. A strip club manager. Oh, oh weird. Oh, it's DJ it. at the strip club. Yeah, You're that's like, pretty bad, y'all. too. Okay, um, two oh. of them are in inter- entertainment. Hmm. Creepy jobs in entertainment.
3: Oh, like a clown?
0: Number one is a clown. That is creepy. Oh, good. Amy, I think weird. clowns get a bad rap, yeah, they honestly. Do. They're fine. People are like, I'm scared of clowns. Clowns are mean. Clowns are... I think most people that are clowns are just trying to be good. But we just
4: don't know who they are in real life behind that makeup.
0: John Wayne Gacy. Don't know who that is. Clown killer. He murdered the people. And he was a clown. Scuba, do you know about John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. I saw you put your finger up like I just won something. He's like, number (laughs) one. I was thinking in my head, John Wayne Gacy.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that guy alone makes me terrified of clowns. That and it. Do you know John Wayne Gacy's story? I don't know. I know very vaguely about his background and where he came
0: from, but I know that he was just supposed to be a clown and then turned into a murderer. What right? are you guys talking about? You, there's a whole documentary on it. Maybe on on one of the streaming services. Wow, I will watch that. that. Yeah. But he was an American serial killer. He was a sex offender. He was. He yeah. murdered at least thirty three young boys. Wow, and he was. Oh. And that's a clown. what they know of. Okay. You know, that's what's yeah. crazy about these.
3: On the clown
2: killers. thing, I think I got it. Magician. They're creepy. No. They are. They're <laughs> they creepy. Too. They are so weird. Yeah, 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 Anybody you see doing magic, weirdo. I don't think that's true. Oh, are you I kidding think... me? Have you ever seen anybody on the street doing magic? You're like, oh, I'm not messing with that. Well, yeah, guy. but
3: even the famous magicians sure. we heard like creepy things about. But them.
0: I think
4: David David Copperfield.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna go. You're right. Take a
4: I I'm just gonna give up because I can't really talk you out of that one. Okay, so
0: like
3: a a mascot,
0: a ventriloquist. Oh, people think people think they're creepy. Oh yeah. And the one other thing, which I don't think is creepy, because we. Went to them a lot Is a taxidermist I guess oh, if you yeah. didn't hunt a lot That may seem weird to you To stuff an animal But I, I grew up My whole life hunting And so I mean I feel like we Arkansas keeps calling Taxidermists every week mm. Like just checking on stuff It's hard work too It's like a surgeon Yes Yeah so I think that Just depends on where you're from Yeah If you're from a hunting background Or the south A taxidermist Is just like the dentist Yeah mm-hmm. Uh, you, you think it's weird, taxidermist?
2: No, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, because people kill the animals, they wouldn't put them on display. But I think balloon animal guy, that's weirdo. <laughs> well, that's okay. kind of clown, he's right? Fine. He's No, fine. he's not. I mean,
0: <laughs> I think anybody that wears that flower that shoots you in the face, weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bobby Bone Show.
2: Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from North Troy, Vermont. A 40-year-old man was getting excited. Fourth of July is coming up. He's like, you know what? I need to start building some fireworks. So he goes out in his little camper behind the house, is building homemade fireworks. When, boom! He blew up his trailer, and he suffered burns to his upper half of his body. He was trying to build fireworks. Yeah, he was, actually
0: create fireworks.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was looking online how to build fireworks, and he was getting ready for Fourth of July.
0: I'm surprised, like the. Secret Service or FBI didn't come find them for Googling how to build explosives. Oh, yeah. I was just about to Google that. I probably shouldn't, huh? As long as you don't do it.
3: <laughs> I think if you put 4th of July fireworks, fun. How to fun, build fireworks.
0: Yeah, but still, let's say you're a terrorist. <clears throat> it's not like you can look it up and also go, okay, let's also put 4th Fam- of July. They will never, they're never onto us.
3: <laughs> or family fun.
0: Yeah, oh, I get it. But yeah, all right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Hope you guys have an awesome day. I am co-hosting. The Talk on CBS today. So if you can find yes. that on your local channel, CBS yeah. probably. Is that live today? It's not live. We tape it and it's like loaded immediately. Got it. Yes. So uh, you guys watch The Talk if you can and we'll see how I do. I'm doing five shows. Mostly I just wanted to go on to talk about Breaking Bobby Bones. So a little press over there.
4: What do you mean how are you going to do? You're going to rock it, dude.
0: Well, there's like a lot of new people in and out. Oh. So who knows? It's and it's a panel show. You and a bunch of girls? It's me bill bellamy and like three women oh okay mm-hmm. who who i know i don't want don't to go through all of them but yes um let's so see how i do Fine. it's just five people fighting for air is what i see <laughs> on this show i get, like i get to determine who gets That's air funny. on this show i'm like oh when do i talk oh you're gonna have to li- listen for that little space where you can jump I know. in and i'm like i want to say something now uh so yeah that'll be um today uh what's going on with you amy
3: um. Good question. I think, uh, what's it, Monday? I'm on my normal standing Monday therapy appointment. And that's all I know for sure. What about you? Well,
0: I just oh, told you. Talk. Have a great Monday, everybody.
1: The Bobby Bones Show.